back to another episode of a Journey Through Advent podcast. I am your host once again, Logan Holloman, and I am joined this snowy morning by the one and only Daniel Brown. How are you, Daniel? Man, I'm good, Logan. How are you? Hey, doing good. Doing real well. Looking good in your flannel. I know people over podcast cannot see you, but yes, you you rock the flannel pretty regularly. Yeah, we we are actually both wearing flannel and vests this morning, so it feels very fitting. We might have to rename the podcast or something, Two Flannels and Vests or something. I don't know. Two Guys <laughs> in Flannels. I don't know. Yeah, yeah maybe so. <laughs> are you having a good Advent? I am having a good Advent. You know, it's been, um, man, just so much to celebrate in our season, you know. Um, just finished up my grad school uh, yeah. a couple of days ago, and it just feels good to kind of sit and been this season of reflection myself and mm-hmm. just enjoying, um, just really centering myself in Christ in this season, um, but yeah. fighting for it, definitely yeah. going to fight for it. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what we've been talking about, right? We've been talking about waiting and what do we put our hope in, and you gave us some history of it. And, and today, you're kind of going to share this idea of watchfulness, mm-hmm. right, and this connection mm-hmm. to watchfulness, yeah. Um, so I think our, if we want to kick us off, um, our first question is, what is watchfulness and why is it important to hopeful waiting? Mm, that's a great question. You know, Neil did a phenomenal job a week ago of talking about hopeful waiting and how we need to cultivate this sense of hopefulness, this expectation. And I think they go hand in hand, right? This idea yeah. of hopefulness and watchfulness, because if you're expecting something, you're watching for it, you know, mm-hmm. like I think of like kids expecting their grandparents coming in for the holidays and they're like sitting at the window, looking out the window, waiting for totally. their grandparents to arrive. And so as you cultivate that hopefulness, it cultivates a watchfulness um, and vice versa. As you cultivate a watchfulness, it further um, fans the flames, if you will, mm-hmm. of they hopefulness. Feed they feed one another. Yeah. And so so I, I think that they're both necessary for what we would call active waiting. Uh, I think most of us think of waiting, we think of waste. We think of a waste time. time killing time. Killing time, time. That it's not in our control. That, yeah. that, you know, we're in this point of, of, of not being where we want to be, and we just kind of have to wait until... Uh, we can get where we want to go or, mm. or the things that we want in our life come to us. And so, but that's not the concept we're talking about here with Advent, nor is it the concept that we see in scriptures for um, people of faith. It's this active waiting, and part of that activity is cultivating watchfulness. Um, Neil did a phenomenal job of, of correlating hopefulness and expectation mm-hmm. with this idea of planting a seed. And even though you can't see that, uh, the growth, um, from the surface, uh, you have this hope that 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 seed is 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 beginning to germinate. It's beginning to put mm-hmm. down roots and to grow. And I think to build on that analogy, uh, watchfulness is is like when a gardener is watching and and cultivating the ground, um, waiting with hopefulness that it's going to come come out of the ground. I, I think a good example is, as you know, I'm a gardener. Most yeah. people do give me a hard time for that. <laughs> um, and I was I grew up on a farm. Um, one of the one of the seeds that is the hardest to grow, um, and probably the most frustrating, is a carrot seed. Yeah. If you've ever grown carrot mm-hmm. seeds, they take like twenty days to germinate, if not longer, depending on how much light you have, and and they have to the ground has to stay wet. Mm-hmm. It has to stay wet, and they are the smallest 
Smallest tiny. seeds. They're tiny little seeds. And so the wind can blow them away, and you can't really bury them. You kind of have to put it on top of the surface yep. and just mix it in lightly. And then you have to water it multiple times a day to make sure it doesn't dry out. And and so for 20 days, you're watering this egg, and you're watching this dirt, and you are you have the belief that the seed is still there, that it didn't blow away because you can't see it. Yeah. Um, and But what, what you're doing there is you're nurturing watchfulness. You're nurturing and you're cultivating. It's this active waiting for that seed because something is happening, right? Those those That mm-hmm. germination process, that life is starting to come out of that seed, mm-hmm. um, and that's that birth of hope. Um, but as a gardener, as a farmer, we have to nurture we have to nurture watchfulness. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so important because uh, if we don't, I think often we'll miss out on what God is doing. You think about the first advent. Mm-hmm. Um, the people that got to receive Christ mm-hmm. were those that had cultivated a steady watchfulness. Mm-hmm. I think of the, the wise men, mm-hmm. these, these astronomers from the East that um, for years had studied the sky with patience and with watchfulness. And so I think it's absolutely necessary um, for waiting. Um, Henry Nouwen has a quote to, to kind of sum up what I just said. He said, the secret of waiting is the faith that the seed has been planted, that something has begun. Active waiting means to be, pre- to be present fully to the moment in the conviction that something is happening where you are at and that you want to be present to it. And so if I had to sum it up, um, this idea of watchfulness is to be fully present to the moment with the conviction that something is happening, with the belief that you're not just waiting for, for, for something to start, but that something has begun mm-hmm. and that, that, you are, that, that it could be any moment that it arrives or develops in our lives. Man, Daniel, that, that is so good. Just some of those things you mentioned there, just the idea of like the birthing of hope. Just think about like that is who Jesus is, right? It's truly like the birth of Jesus, which is the hope of the world on the mm-hmm. scene, right? As opposed to what we were talking about last week about wishing versus hopefulness and that differentiation. Like wishing is just kind of right laissez-faire, not really knowing what's going to happen. But it's that expectation of looking. Kayla and I, we watched uh, one of the Narnia movies last night. Yeah. And I, and I love, uh, I, I know that Prince Caspian gets some, some bad rep in terms of a movie. <laughs> But I love the how Lucy is always looking for Aslan, right? Mm-hmm. And Susan, her older sister, says, so "Well, why good. can I see him?" And she says, "Well, maybe you weren't looking for him." Oh wow! And that's I just so and that's such a good mm-hmm. reminder. And we we know all the metaphors in those books and things like that. But mm-hmm. man, I think when you're talking about watchfulness, I think about that. Am I looking mm-hmm. for the coming Christ? Mm-hmm. Am I looking for Him to be my hope? Am I looking for Him to be? Our Savior, right? Or am yeah. I just kind of letting that season kind of pass by and checking in every once in a while? Yeah, right. It's just, man, that's a great, great um, analogy, great mm-hmm. correlation. And you know, I think the first thing to go the longer you wait mm-hmm. is watchfulness, right? And that's why Scripture keeps telling us to to wake up, to be to yes. to be alert, um, to not grow spiritually dull, um, because Christ is returning. And, and and I think even more so, Christ is working in the present, and yes. in, in in spite of what we sometimes initially see. And so I, I think it's really easy to fall fall asleep. Yeah, I think that's why totally. there's so many warnings in the scripture not to, is because it's easy to fall asleep. It's easy to be dulled and to grow um, just kind of uh, passive in in as we wait, especially the longer we wait. Mm-hmm. Man, 
That's so good. So as we kind of transition this, Daniel, how do you, in your, in your experience or in those around you, how, how do you think you cultivate a heart and a life of watchfulness? Yeah, that's, that's a great question, and it's not easy, um, especially in the Advent season where things are full. They're busy. Mm-hmm. Many, of, many of people listening to this podcast have kids at home. They're working from home. They're trying to get their Christmas shopping done. They're listening uh, to this while they're wrapping a gift. Yeah, or, maybe they're packing their bags to yes. go somewhere. Um, all, all of this is, is really hard to do, and it doesn't get easier in just seasons of waiting. And so I think one of the things before, before even the practice is that we have to grow in our faith and belief that God is up to something. Wow. And I think Satan would love to convince us that he's not. I, I can't tell you how many seasons I've been in totally. where, where I know the scriptures tell me that God is moving and he's working in my life, um, but the circumstances make it feel like he couldn't be further away. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's so many seasons in my life where I have not heard his voice, I'm not feeling his presence. Um, I think we all go through those, especially in times of waiting. It feels like he's a thousand miles off. Yeah. And so I think the first thing we have to ask is, is do I believe um, that God is at work? Right. Do I believe that, that this moment could be the moment? Mm-hmm. And not, right. not like, a, yeah. should I believe that? Right, because we can right. even get ourselves deceit ourselves sometimes. At least I can. Mm-hmm. I'll say I can. I'm like, I, oh, I know I should believe that, but no, like that honest gut check moment. Right, right. Of saying, right. do I truly believe God is at work right now? Right, right. And that can be a place like where I found out that's the part place to start tilling up that soil. Yeah, because you know, if yeah. I can be like, no, God, don't believe right now, right, and yeah. then that's a place for Him to begin that healing process and that transformation. So, yeah, it's yeah. so true, and I think we have such a feelings based yep. uh, faith that as soon as those feelings leave, um, we often start to doubt whether right. or not He's actually watching. And so, I I think first we have to posture our hearts in a way that says, I'm going whether I feel like it or not, I'm going to believe that God, you're at work. Mm-hmm. And even though I may not, can't, maybe I can't see it, maybe I can't feel it, I'm going to, to begin to nurture as a, as a child nurtures a baby. I'm going to nurture this mm-hmm. watchfulness. And so I think that's mm-hmm. the posture of hearts, the first part. I think the second thing is the practice, right? And I right. think um, a couple years ago, and I, I write about this more in the blog post, so I hope that you guys will check those out on our website. Um, a couple years ago, me and my wife were in an advent particularly where we had, she had suffered from chronic pain for several years and we had tried everything under the sun and we were basically hopeless. Yeah. We, we had lost hope. We were in Christmas season. We had no other options and she was in a lot of pain. And I just remember being frustrated. And, yeah. and I remember the first thing to go in our waiting for God to work in our lives was we started just kind of checking out. We started distracting ourselves watching more TV, um, playing on our phones more, uh, whatever that was Mm -hmm. for us or for other people that are listening to this, I think one of the practices is you have to identify and remove the things in which you're using to to distract, to detour. Um, And and I I, I think we all have those. Totally. Uh, those guilty pleasures, if you will. It's the ice cream when we're stressed type right, thing right. of the mind. Um, but it's that idea of taking every thought captive right. um, so that we can then have discernment. And so so I, I think 
I think the first thing is you got to start to remove distractions. Maybe that's simplifying your life. For mm-hmm. some people, that's not possible. Right. Um, but there are small ways in which you can declutter. Yes. Uh, I think the second practice I would encourage people is you have to you have to shift your gaze. When you're waiting, oftentimes you get consumed with what you're waiting for. Yep. Your eyes are so fixed. You know, for us, it was the physical health of my wife. It was so fixed on, God, you have to heal my wife. Well, God, you've promised that you can heal. God, I know that you're the healer. We're so fixed on that physical healing coming to um, fruition in her life that I think that we might have missed out on some of the other things that God was doing. Maybe some of the spiritual healing, emotional healing, Mm -hmm. a healing in our faith that he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so those would be the two practices, I, is remove distractions and and begin to regulate your thoughts a little bit, mm-hmm. um, to think broader from, from just the thing you're waiting for, wow. um, to say, hey, well, God, what might you have in this season? Right. And that's a hard place. That's a hard place to surrender, especially if it's something like health, mm-hmm. um, uh, waiting for a spouse, mm-hmm. and you're lonely. Yes. Yeah, in your single um, season, yes. And you're single, so waiting to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you've had miscarriages, right? it's hard to let go. But it's in that place of surrender that we can receive what God has for us. And what I find in the long run is, is God, God brings about his, his promises in our life if we're, if we're willing to do that. Man, yeah, he, he, there's so many verses about him honoring the humble heart, right? That, that, the humble spirit, and it's like that, that's it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that's part of that is just laying it down. Right, and that, that I think about the old song of "Turn Your Eyes to Jesus." It's just turning your eyes mm-hmm. to Him and not mm-hmm. so micro-focused on our circumstance, even as big as it feels. Right, mm-hmm. even as you know, they mm-hmm. always feel big, but right. and they might be, they might really truly be, but it's it's just that slight posture of turning my eyes to Jesus. So, well, today uh, we have a really um, special practice for you guys, um, and Daniel's going to lead us through a centering prayer. Um, and so we, we're just praying for you guys in your Advent season, and we just we hope that this has been helpful for you. Um, and we just pray that um, Jesus has been near to you and in this season and to your family. And just as a, a encouragement to you guys, you know, keep keep pressing in. It might not be easy, you know, as Daniel said, it might be having hard time, um, busy time with your family, but um, just great job leading your family in this, you know, and and, and really. As you're saying, man, God, I want to, I do want to cultivate watchfulness right in my life. Like that is, you're, you're taking that first step. Okay. So we just want to encourage you this morning and just know that we are praying for you um, and the resources that are available to you. Um, please don't, don't hesitate to reach out um, how we can help you. And we hope that you have a great rest of your week in Advent. But Daniel, do you want to go ahead and lead us through our practice today? I'd love to. Yeah. So we're going to do a centering prayer during this time. And uh, you might be driving, you might be at your home. If you're able, um, find a quiet place to get away to where you can sit still um, and not be interrupted. If not, then maybe come back and do this again later at a better time. But when I do centering prayer, I just kind of like to set aside 10 or 15 minutes and find that quiet place um, where I can't be interrupted. I normally put on some soft like piano music, nothing with words, um, and, and find a... a comfortable posture where my body can rest. So if you need to go to the bathroom or something like that, it's always a good call. <laughs> uh, that's always interesting when it gets interrupted. But 
So yeah, so what we're going to do right now is, is if you can find that place, even if it's in your car, just quiet yourself and prepare your heart to enter in to the centering prayer. And the idea is centering ourselves on our being in Christ um, and allowing our doing all the things we know we should do that we wish we did better. All the anxieties and fears to go into the background. And and allow Christ, allow God to truly be the center of our world. So part of this practice is choosing a sacred word to use from scripture or that maybe the God gives to you. And the one we're going to be using today is this. It says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. So close your eyes and take a slow breath in. Become aware of your body being held up by the chair or the ground. Feel the air moving across your skin. Scripture says that in Him we live and we move and we have our being. Become aware that you're alive. God is holding you and in Him you have your being. You might be experiencing as most of us do those wandering thoughts that want to pull you away, those anxieties. As soon as we quiet ourselves, those fears like to start shouting at you. Just gently and grace, grace, graciously to yourselves, allow those to gently go back to the back of your mind. Just kindly bring them back with the sacred word that be still and know that I am God. words to you slowly. Just allow them to continue to sink in and center yourself on God. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am 
but he's still and no. that God the Father often wants to speak words of affirmation and comfort and peace. Is there anything you hear in your heart that he's saying to you? Begin to exit the, exit the practice by just becoming more aware of your, your body and you can begin to open your eyes and breathe deeply and maybe just say a word of thank you to God. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Just thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that you hold the world in your hands. <laughs> 